Hello and welcome to another edition of the IMI Talking Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Fiona Buckley, who's going to give us some insights into a topical subject for 2023 and beyond, and that is women in leadership. Fiona, if you could introduce yourself to our listeners. Um, hello there. So my name is Fiona Buckley and I'm a work behaviorist, executive and empowerment coach, keynote speaker and leadership facilitator. Quite a long title. <laughs> um, and I have been on the faculty with the Irish Management Institute for six and a half years. And I've been very honored uh, to be involved in the Women in Leadership program. And I'm program director for the uh, online virtual Women in Leadership program and some of the custom uh, Women in Leadership programs as well. Fiona, you were involved in developing the Women in Leadership program here at IMI. Can you tell us how that came about and why you think it's such an important program? So it came about for a number of different reasons. And I, I strongly believe uh, females in business need some extra supports. And when indeed, when I was in corporates and business throughout my own career, I would have been crying out for those kind of supports as well that probably didn't exist, you know, some some time ago. With the Women in Leadership program, we, we face lots more challenges as, as females. There's a lot of statistics reports and data that would back this up that many women in business um, fall off at certain categories and certain times of their life in terms of promotions and, and things like that. So we thought it was very important to address this need that people need. And obviously with the backing of the 30% club as well, which is hugely supportive of increasing uh, female leadership and executive leadership and board positions for females, we obviously wanted to feed into that as well. Women in general um, will suffer that little bit more with things like imposter syndrome, confidence, elements around their brand, being assertive. And again, neuroscience, statistics, data, facts all back this up. So it's about having that extra support in play to support women at the times when they really need it. Thanks very much, Fiona, for that introduction. Now, this is a bit of a loaded question, so feel free to tell me there's no correct answer. But what are some characteristics of a successful female leader and do they differ at all from those of a male leader? So in my opinion, and this is a very opinion uh, question and answer, in my opinion, what's most important is how we flex and leverage our personality type and how we flex and leverage our emotional intelligence. And one of the big parts of the Women in Leadership program in the IMI is actually all around emotional intelligence because irrespective of gender, I always think personality and emotional intelligence will override gender. With the emotional intelligence piece, women can be that little bit, and again, this is very opinionated, of course, women can be that little bit more attuned to that emotional you know, intelligence and empathy piece. So that's a real skill that females often have. But sometimes, depending on the industry that they're working in, they end up kind of curtailing that a little bit more where they should be leading into it or leaning into it, shall I say. So I think in my opinion Emotional intelligence, personality can override gender. And I think from a female slash male leadership perspective, it's really about that authenticity piece and being that real authentic leader and really owning who you are and leveraging those strengths. 
females will be more attuned to certain kind of characteristics and males will be more attuned to certain characteristics as well. But overall, we're operating in a very different world in a post-pandemic era. And, you know, leading now has been different to leading in the past. So thinking about leaders and particularly female leaders, we always say that Ireland, as such a small country, has such amazing exports, even in terms of the obvious, like arts and music, but also in business. So who can women look up to, particularly from an Irish context? So it's a concept we often call role modelling. And it's important that when you're working in an organization, a sector, that you have specific role models to look up to. Now, a role model doesn't mean you have to be like them, but they have certain admirable qualities or characteristics or ways of working or carrying themselves in the workplace that you look up to and that you, you would like to you know, you know lean into that as well. The difficulty arises when there isn't a role model in your organization, in your sector or even in your country in Ireland. If you're part of a global international organization, your role model may be someone outside of Ireland if you have that kind of structure in your organization. So if you don't have a role model in your particular organization, this is where sometimes mentoring can certainly help. And the 30% Club um, you know, very much gets involved in the mentoring space. But certain people listening to this may have access to mentoring in their sector or as part of kind of professional women's networks or in their organization. So I often say, if we don't have someone to look up to, that's where a mentor can sometimes help. And a mentor should be someone that you are, are looking up to in some respects, because usually the best mentor is somebody who has worn the path that you are potentially going down or are going down. So for me, mentoring is a huge part of this and role modeling. Often as a coach or facilitating these types of programs, I will hear people say, I don't like what I see when I look up. And we've heard this many times in these type of programs. And if you don't like what you see when you look up, this is part of systemic change that we're trying to do with these types of programs. So it, it's kind of like that, um, you know, analogy, be the change you want to see. So it's all about trying to access people to look up to wherever they are. And it is important because in the absence of a role model or in the absence of a mentor, we can become that little bit stagnated and we can lack inspiration. And that's, I think, an important part of mentoring is in providing inspiration to people. Thanks very much, Fiona. Now, I am going to come back to the 30% Club in a few minutes and hear a little bit more about that. But before we get there, we've been saying a lot recently that change is really the only constant, especially in the world of business. So how is the world changing for female leaders and what challenges do all of these changes present? So I think one of the largest challenges at the moment is what we call professional isolation. And I actually did my thesis on this topic about six years ago, pre kind of pandemic, about how people can feel professionally isolated and also career isolation. And this is largely because we are working well, the majority of people are working in a hybrid type of environment or a work from home environment. And that could be three or four days in some cases working from your home, which people, of course, want. And it is very successful and I'm personally very pro hybrid. But the offshoot of that is unfortunately that professional isolation or career isolation. And there's actually a difference between the two. Professional isolation is kind of missing the camaraderie. 
It's missing the connection. It's missing relationships and the quality of relationships because relationships have become a lot more transactional because of the environment that we're operating in now. Career isolation makes people feel that their career is a little bit more stagnated or on hold or dormant, whatever word you want to use, because we are not visible and we're not around the office as much as we used to be. And we're not that doing that occasional bumping into people. So these are things that we know. These are things that we've known for quite some years now. But it's making sure that we build a strategy and an action plan for female leaders around this. And part of what we do in this Women in Leadership program is talk around that isolation piece and talk about how we can kind of, I suppose, make sure that we're having some sort of strategy around it particularly around the brand. So the person's brand, what are they known for? Is there a gap between what they're known for now versus what they'd like to be known for? We look at things like stakeholder management, stakeholder relationships. We we kind of have this exercise where we go into a matrices about all the key players for those female leaders in their business. And then we assess and we rate the level of commitment of all those leaders for them. So I think it's very important that relationships are on the radar, making sure they're quality relationships and making sure our brand is really, really strong, even though we're operating in this kind of very volatile, ambiguous type of environment, but that that person is at the forefront with those discussions. We also speak quite a bit around advocacy and allyship. And what this means in this setting with this changing kind of working environment is, are we as females in business being advocates to other females and, of course, males in the business? So we shed a lot of light on this advocacy piece and making sure we're elevating our advocacy. And an advocate really is just saying positive things about other people when they're not in the room. And we all need to elevate that that little bit more in a hybrid virtual type of environment. Also, being an ally to each other. And that is really having each other's backs. If you see another female in the business coming back after maternity leave, coming back from bereavement leave, or indeed starting new into an organization in that onboarding phase, are we wrapping around people and really helping them elevate? And as females or as males in the business, every time we help somebody, we're growing our own empathy and we're growing our own skills. We all need to increase that in a post-pandemic environment. So I think those kind of things are exceptionally important in a changing type of environment. Thanks, Fiona. I think there's a lot of food for thought within that for all of us as female leaders. And now I do want to come back to the 30% Club, which you mentioned quite briefly. Can you tell us exactly what the 30% Club is and what its aim is? Yes. So the 30% Club, it's basically a business campaign that, that the real aim is to boost the number of women in board seats and executive leadership of companies. So it's all about elevating senior people. And they have a lot of sponsors on board with other organizations, but they're completely voluntary. And they're across 20 countries. So this goes beyond Ireland. And they're very heavily involved in mentoring, and they also have scholarships for people. So for female leaders, they can apply for a scholarship for programs with the IMI and, uh, you know, things like that. So I think the mentoring piece, they also do things around future boards. So helping people develop for future board roles or any kind of executive senior posts. 
And it's all around community. So there's a huge network of companies and individuals committing to really boosting that diversity and inclusion from the 30% club. So it's great to be involved in it if we can. And it's lovely to have the support of the 30% club with this Women Leadership Programme. Thanks very much, Fiona. A great summary of the 30% Club and its aims there. And just to end off, I want to go back to the IMI Woman in Leadership program. So if anyone out there is considering taking part in the program, could you give us a few key takeaways or, you know, key insights from the program that people will walk away with if they've taken part? Absolutely. And, you know, I always start from the, the the back end of this, because when you get the feedback from each run or each cohort of this program, there tends to be a trend that comes through. And what people say is hugely transformative or hugely transformational, very inspiring and motivated. And people say they have a lot of direction and clarity on how to take themselves to that next level. So some of the things that are, are kind of key for this program is the space and time to reflect. Uh, We've all had a very, very busy couple of years. Our lives are busy, time is very precious. And this gives us that lovely space to really wade through where you're at now and where you need to go. It's four days um, if you're attending this program in person. And then if you're attending the virtual program, it's over eight or nine half day masterclasses online. So there's different structures depending on which program um, you are attending. But the first module is all about that inward lens. We go in and we look all around things like our brand, our purpose, our mission, our vision for ourselves, our values, our confidence, all of those things. So we go in first and then module two is all about that outward lens. And in module two, it's things like assertiveness, emotional intelligence, negotiation, conflict styles. It's all that kind of external piece. There's also um, coaching sessions and we do emotion intelligence testing as well. So we incorporate all of that in. It's very, very practical. It's all about practical tools and it's not all slides. That's that's the real benefit here. So it's quite, um, you know, there'd be lots of exercises and people will pair up with each other. They might be part of groups for another exercise. And there's a lot of really meaty, good discussion points in it as well. If anyone is considering it, I'd say have a call with somebody in the IMI so they can take you through the learning outcomes and the content that little bit more. And I'm also available if anyone needs to reach out directly to me if they want to have a discussion, whether they feel it's a right fit for them. But in general, the feedback is always really, really excellent on this type of program, because, again, it's giving people that space, clarity to really re-energize and refocus and take stock on what are the next steps for them and their lives. A huge thank you, Fiona, for coming on at the IMI Talking Leadership podcast today and giving us those really valuable insights into women in leadership. And thank you all for listening. We look forward to bringing you another episode of the IMI Talking Leadership podcast soon. You can subscribe on SoundCloud or your preferred podcast provider to ensure that you don't miss an episode. 